Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality, where anything can happen. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for joining me on this quantum journey as I continue lifting the veil of other dimensions and realities to make them a part of our life. As always, please take away from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to yet another fascinating episode of Quantum Living. Dreams are one of the most mysterious phenomena and most fascinating aspects of our life. Dream interpretation has been a favorite pastime of many people for hundreds of years, and dream dictionaries are everywhere, in bookstores and on the Internet. Dreams are also a perfect example of our existence at the intersection of science and spirituality. In a true spirit of quantum living, as they bridge our conscious experiences, our body and physiology with our soul and the spirit. Most people working with dreams, however, are sitting on either side of the fence. They are either scientists, doctors and psychologists focused on the science of dreams and dreaming, or they are spiritual practitioners exploring the mysticism and spirit of dreams. I've been searching for someone who is working with dreams in a holistic way, sitting right on the fence, and so I was thrilled when I found such a person all the way in Brazil. My special guest today is Fabio Novo. Fabio is a holotherapist, life mentor, author, and facilitator of meditation and self-knowledge processes. He's been researching psychology, spirituality and consciousness for over 20 years. He has degrees in psychosynthesis, yoga, meditation, coaching, neuroscience, and currently he's developing holosynthesis, a new integral approach to human development. Fabio is the creator of the Sync Meditation app and author of several books, including The Field of Dreams, which is the focus of our conversation today. He sees himself as a soul designer, a soul hacker, dedicated to helping people manifest their full potential and talents in life. With his books, videos, apps, lectures, workshops, retreats, meditations and individual sessions all serving the same purpose, to help people find their enlightened path. And he now joins me from Sao Paulo in Brazil. Hello Fabio, welcome to Quantum Living. I'm sure you will feel very much at home here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on my show. How are you? Hello Anna. <laughs> Nice to meet you again. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I can't wait for our conversation. Oh, my goodness. We have so much to talk about. When we spoke before this recording, what meant to be a 20-minute chat, before we knew it, two hours have passed. <laughs> and uh, so I, I need to try very hard to manage the time today. Now. I have read your book, The Field of Dreams, one of your books, which, by the way, I highly recommend. It's a fascinating read with so much information and food for thought. And I'd like to draw on this book in our conversation as much as the time allows, of course, as it covers all the key aspects of dreams. But let's start with your personal journey. How did you end up on this spiritual pathway? Wow. This is a very good question, and uh, it could be a very long answer too, but I will try to synthesize. Please. You know? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I would say that the dreams were my, the call. The dreams were the call, you know. I, I, I always, when I thought about my, uh, my life, I realized that since as a child, 
I, I had a very strong connection with dreams because dreams are so fascinating, so creative and so bizarre sometimes. Uh, as a you know, as a child, I was very attracted to them. So I, I realized that the beginning of my journey started with dreams, with this with this connection with the, the field of dreams, you know, the contents of dreams. So, uh, so dreams were very important for me as a child, but because I was, you know, inserted in a context where we, we did not know what to do with dreams, nobody talked about dreams and explained to us the importance of dreams. At the age of 14, I cut the connection with dreams because I was having a lot of intense and very strong dreams, which is natural. We know when we are a teen, because our you know internal emotional and hormonal process, they are all projecting the dreams. So we used to have a lot of intense dreams in the teenagers, when I teenagers. So, but because nobody explained to me that this was natural and we can you could work. In, in many different ways to, to use this content. I was afraid, it's very common as a child, you know, to cut the channel with the dreams. So I, when I cut the channel with dreams, I also cut the channel with myself in some way, with my, the spiritual dimension, with my spiritual dimension in some way. I was just reconnect with myself and with my spiritual dimension at the age of, uh, of 28, when I start to do yoga, I just needed one yoga class to reconnect with myself. And then I restart to work with dreams. I, I received an overflow of information to dreams. I start to receive uh, a lot of information to dreams. So uh, since the age of 28, now I am 56, two times 28, <laughs> as you can see. So I have been using dreams as my basic uh, therapy, you know, self-therapy. Okay. The main, the main content I use uh, to understand myself, to guide myself in life, to, you know, navigate through life, I, they come from dreams. So since... Since the beginning, dreams were there, but especially from the 28th, I, I have been using dreams very intensely. Mm. Yes, and thank you for sharing this. You have been researching dreams and working with dreams for many years now. I would like to ask, what are dreams in your definition and why do we dream to begin with? Okay. You know, in my perspective, I see dreams as an energetic drama projected in our mind during sleep, okay? So uh, the final goal with dream work, in my perspective, is uh, for us to learn to read our own energy, okay? So dreams are energy. So we train, when we read the dream, we are reading our own energy. So I see dreams as an energetic field that we have to learn to understand and, and to how to navigate inside this field in order to understand and to navigate inside ourselves, inside our own content, psychological and spiritual contents. So uh, the training, read dreams is a training to read our own energy. book, you have listed several benefits of dreaming for health, self-knowledge, evolution of consciousness, and spiritual connection. So all the key aspects of our being, if you like. Could you talk to this highlighting what are the benefits of dreams and dreaming in all those aspects of our being? Well, I would say, first of all, the dream is a connection too. It's a connection super highway so it's a tool for us to connect to your, with ourselves with our totality with our integrity and as you said there are many many benefits 
for the simple act of dreaming. Dreaming by itself, from a neuroscientific perspective, uh, you know, uh, bring to us a lot of benefits. There is a very interesting research about dreams. They they they, they did a specific uh, method to avoid people uh, to dream for a period of time. And then they realized that after 30 days of not dreaming at night, people start to get crazy <laughs> in some way. Wow. Because, because <laughs> the, the act of dream by itself, if even if we don't remember it, you know, they have a very important uh, benefit of uh, bringing homeostasis, internal homeostasis for us. Okay, the act of dream, you know, in a narrow perspective, uh, which means integrating our memories, consolidating our memories, and also processing uh, emotional information. This simple act is not so simple, it's very complex, but this act of dreaming processes all these dimensions. So it's a very important tool for establish our emotional balance. You know, without dreaming, we are gonna, you know, as the, the research show, we go crazy. It's very important to keep our balance. And then when we work on dreams, we we kind of you know enhance these natural benefits because we go deeper and we strengthen the connection with this field of energy. So the, all the benefits get you know amplified. Mm. I would say, for example, dreams are very important for uh, cleaning our emotional body. You know okay. because we we dream mainly with our emotional brain. Okay, most of the dreams we are talking, most of the time we are processing emotional contents. Mm -hmm. So we live in a very complex society. We are dealing with many different, very complex and intense emotions, especially in periods like that. So the dreams uh, act as, you know, as a tool of of self-balance, you know, equalizing our emotional internal field you know, cleaning the, the the strong and the, let's say the the more dense energies and the more dense emotions of, of our system. So uh, this is one example. So it, they they act as a self regulation tool. Also, mm. you know, the act of dream we self regulate ourselves not only emotionally but also cognitively. Because through dreams, we can see ourselves better. We can see in some way, like see ourselves from outside, you know, projected in the dream. So we see our patterns, our behavior patterns. We see our, you know, our emotional state. We see our uh, belief system. So we see the, the, the dreams are like a mirror. They mirror ourselves. Okay, so when we work with dreams constantly, when we are open, when we validate the contents, when we, you know, enhance our work on dreams, we clean this this mirror and then we see ourselves even better. So just to clarify, we all know that sleep is very important. If we don't get a good night's sleep, obviously it has some negative effects on our health and well-being. But you are saying that even if we can sleep when we have a good night's sleep as such, but devoid of dreaming, this will still make a difference. Is it right? Yes. Okay. The dream deprivation uh, have many collateral effects on us mm-hmm. in emotional and cognitively speaking. So for sure, uh, when we talk about dreams, we are always talking also about sleep. So it's very important to have a good sleep. But uh, without dreaming, we do not uh, execute some very important functions in our system, especially in the emotional perspective, but also cognitively, for sure. What about daydreaming then? (laughs) Is Is the effect the same or different? Yes, you know, it's uh, they are different, but they are similar because when we daydream, we activate the some areas in the brain uh, very similar when we are dreaming at night. 
So the act of imagine or dream has many good uh, effects on us, you know, because keep our connection active, let's say, uh, keep our well-being active, you know. Uh, we, we need to create, we need to imagine, we, we need to daydream, and also we need uh -huh. to dream at night. They are very subjective functions of our psyche that are very important for our well-being, you know. What is the field of dreams? And by the way, I love this description because it's it's quite telling. Could you talk to it? And does every person have their own field of dreams? Or do we access quantum consciousness or the quantum field? Could you talk to it? Could you explain this for us? Okay. Uh I believe we can make an analogy between you know, the quantum field and the field of dreams because in my perspective, uh, in my perspective, the field of dreams it's a quantum field. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he, it is a kind of gateway to you know another other dimensions of ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. so through this field we can access uh, and go beyond space and time. You know, we can access non-local information. We can access, you know, spirits. We can access, uh, you know, uh, our ancestors. We can access other dimensions. Uh, who who used to work with dreams uh, has this kind of, it's very common, uh, have this kind of, uh, you know, uh, experience with dreams. So I see uh, the field of dreams like, a, you know, a space and time outside of the space and time where we can access our own contents, our, you know, our psychic contents. And for sure, this, our personal field of dreams are integrally connected with the global, let's say, the planetary field of dreams, you know. We are all connected in many different layers, in many different uh, dimensions. Everything is connected. But for sure, we have our personal, let's say, cloud, dream cloud. But our dream cloud is connected with, you know, the universal cloud. So we are, everything is connected. Like connecting your personal unconscious to our collective unconscious, you know. They are also connected and related and completely interconnected. Mm. This reminds me, I've read somewhere about a case where uh, it was also about uh, someone working with dreams and dream work where there were two people who were able to access or enter their respective dreams so for example they had a similar dream in which they communicated and when they woke up they were able to talk about their dream which they shared effectively how is this possible? Yes, I heard because there is the collective uh, unconscious, there is the collective dreams also, okay? Uh, especially between couples, uh, families and friends, close friends, you know? Uh, I had so many uh, situations where uh, I had a dream, then I, I call a friend, oh, look, I had this dream with you and he answering me, oh, I had the same dream. They are very similar. We are having the same, we are sharing dreams because there is a, a, there is a kind of dimension where we share everything. And also it's possible, uh, it happens sometimes with my, my girlfriend, you know, uh, I wake up and I had a dream and I had dreamed her energy. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I, when we wake up, I told her what I have dreamed. You know, oh, I dreamed about this person, blah, 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 blah. and she said, Oh, yes, uh, yeah, actually, I didn't know about that person, but she told me, Oh, no, yes, I met this person yesterday. And uh, so, uh, I we can because we are in the energy field, so there is no space, space and time. We can, we do, do not know how to do it very efficiently, we, we do it uh, very unconsciously. But technically speaking, it's very possible mm. to navigate, to go inside the, the field of the other person, you know, in the same way in, a, in an astral journey, you go to other 
the other the house of the other person you know you can go also in their field of dreams also you can assess yes 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 so we could say to our friend okay good night and we will continue our conversation in a dream yes. we'll just meet in a dream and we'll yes. and we'll keep talking <laughs> exactly i have a lot of meetings in the dream field you know also i i i used, I used to say that this is my my uh my my dream work you know yes. work when i dream yes at night. yes yes yeah. <laughs> so i rest i rest during the day and then i work and then you I work it at, <laughs> at night <laughs> very very good now in your book fabio you are describing the five types of dreams and you link them to the specific levels of consciousness which you also talk about in your book and i i have to say that this connection really resonates with me. Could you talk to this? What are the five types of dreams and how they are connected to those specific levels of consciousness in your model? Okay. When we, we, we work with dreams and we learn to read the energy of dreams, then we start to realize that, in fact, the dreams, they have... Uh, different frequencies you know the energy of dreams are different and then you start to classify classify the dreams and then i start to realize that they come from different dimensions of our consciousness so in psychosynthesis we uh we we work with uh, unconscious material but for us unconscious uh the unconscious is not uh in our perspective, unconscious are shared in many different layers. So you have the supraconscious, you have the infraconscious, you have the subconscious, you have the collective unconscious, you have your own personal conscious. So you have these five different layers in general saying, you know, in our unconscious. So the different types of dreams are dreams that come exactly from these five different layers of our consciousness. So there are material in the dreams that come from our, you know, our thoughts, our emotions, the things we are, you know, more or less we are conscious about, okay? But there are another kind of dreams that come from the more deep unconscious levels that we call uh, subconscious that usually are patterns of behavior, our beliefs, you know, our ideas, models of the world, things like that. They are usually to store, used to be stored in the subconscious. Then there, there are another kind of dreams that come from a deeper uh, layer, the infraconscious. The infraconscious has, you know, past material, from, from our childhood, you know, even, sometimes even from past lives, things like that. And then you have material that come from the other le level, which is the, supra, the supraconscious, you know, which is, you know, uh, uh, the best side of humanity, you know, our ethics, our creativity, our, you know, our connections. And then finally, the, the fifth layer is the uh, collective unconscious. So in the collective unconscious, we receive material for, uh, you know, from the collective uh, consciousness or unconsciousness of humanity, even archetypes. So sometimes we receive images that come from the, 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 the unconscious, the collective unconscious. For example, archetypes is a common content that come from. So uh, the five types of dreams are connected with these five layers of our consciousness. Learn more about quantum living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works, and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experiences. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage blocking the progress and achievement in your life, or any other challenge, quantum living is the space you want to be in. My quantum living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual, and esoteric 
as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum soul journey in a deep theta state to other dimensions and realities, which is an amazing and profound experience. I also invite you to sign up for Quantum Talk, my free monthly newsletter with a blog, updates and special offers. When you do, you will instantly receive a download copy of my book, The Seven Keys to Quantum Communication, absolutely free. To book your free diagnostic session and receive your free book, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. Mm, Thank you for explaining. And once again, I would like to encourage people interested in this topic to to get hold of your book where everything is really well explained and laid out and there's heaps of information. So I I haven't, um, I must say, Fabio, I haven't seen a or read a book on dreams and dreaming addressing this topic from such an interesting angle and so holistically. That's why when I said in my introduction is that usually people working with dreams are in one of the two categories. Either they are scientists and doctors and and psychologists, people focus on the science of dreams and dreaming, or they are spiritual practitioners exploring the mysticism and the spirit of dreams. But you are, I think, the first person that I have met working in this field, working with dreams, who sits right on the fence, looking at the dreams in a very holistic and very comprehensive way. And I really love it because this speaks to the complexity of this phenomenon of dreams and dreaming, which is still quite unexplained and, and still and still very mysterious. <laughs> so, so, so yes, I, I, I really enjoy your book and thank you. Thank you for saying that because this is my main goal, you know, uh, as a synthesist. Um, the idea is to integrate the, the knowledge. It doesn't matter where it comes from, you know, could be a scientific, and, you know, I study neuroscience, so I, I like very much neuroscience, by the way, and I like to integrate it. But I also am very intuitive, you know, I had many spiritual experience. So I, uh, I navigate in both dimensions, let's say, and I, t- I try to integrate all this knowledge, all these dimensions in a, you know, in a, in a language, uh, a modern language, let's say, because I know a lot of scientists, which are very, uh, which are also very intuitive, they know that the dreams are much more than science can explain. Mm. But they don't say that because they are very attached to, you know, the, the science yep. field, the science rules and the yep. science limits. And also I know a lot of uh, therapists and intuitives who are navigating the spiritual aspect of dreams but do not know anything about sleep, about brain waves, and know. And I believe it's very important also to understand, you know, physiologically, you know, neuroscientifically, how it works in the brain, what happens during the night, the stages of night, the architecture of the night, you know. And uh, so, when we integrate everything, every, uh, you know, we are, we should. Everybody, I believe that sh- we also, sh- we all should uh, act like that. You know, integrating knowledge and not defending our perspective as uh, the only true, the only truth. You know, the truth is much larger than ourselves. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. One of the problems that many people have, including myself is that we don't remember our dreams no, or we remember just a tiny, tiny fragment or like a very vague sense of a dream. So what would be your recommendations and your suggestions for specific techniques, if there are such, that would help us to remember dreams? Because you know, if we can't remember, then a lot of those benefits are unrealized. We can't work with them. Yes. How can we remember dreams? Okay. Well, first of all, I'd say don't feel bad 
with everything that you don't remember in the dreams, because sometimes you are so sad and, oh, I lost everything. Okay, uh, don't feel sad about that, okay? Keep what you remember and working what you remember. And sometimes you remember a word, a sensation, an emotion, a color, or a very small fragment. Okay, just work in this small fragment, okay, first of all. So, how to remember dreams? Uh, we, we cannot uh, forget, Anna, that remember dreams, it's a very natural process, okay? It's a very natural. Everybody has uh, the talent to remember the dreams, okay? So, what can we do to, to help to remember dreams? First of all, before you get sleep, you know, just for a few minutes, you know, if you could close your eyes, you know, take deep breaths, and then say gently to yourself, tomorrow, when I wake up, I will remember my dreams. Okay. And then repeat three times this saying for yourself in a very gentle way when you are always getting slip, okay? Just say to yourself, tomorrow when I wake up, I remember my dreams. And mm-hmm. then... So set an intention, yeah. Set the intention. And then the next day when you wake up, before you start to think about uh, the agenda of the day, you know, with all everything we have to do during the day, Just write down whatever you remember. Whatever you remember. A small fragment, a phrase, a color, a person, a sensation, an emotion. And if you don't remember anything, write something. You can write anything you, 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 you want. You can write a poem. You can write the list of the market. Write something. Just Create the habit, you know, uh, write just after when you wake up, before you start to, you know, think about everything you have to do during the day. So set, setting the intention at night and, you know, accustom yourself every day in the morning when you wake up to writing down for just a moment, you know, without thinking in the content, without mm. interpreting without analyzing, just write down. Yeah. So I have this, I have been uh, offering this suggestion for many years now for my clients and students and retreats and groups. And everybody remember the dreams. Always work. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's a proven method <laughs> because it's very natural for us to remember. When you set in dictation, your consciousness starts to liberate uh, the information and you know you start to re- you start to remember. And also it's a very uh, this exercise to remember the dreams, it's very good for our memory. It's our the writing down the content is very good for our creativity. So if you want to also improve your memory and your creativity, work with dreams. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you what I have done a few times, and unfortunately, I haven't been consistent (laughs) with it, but it worked for me. What I did is, uh, when I first woke up, I had my phone next to me, and very quickly, so I'll try to stay in that theta state, that state between, uh, this fuzzy state between sleep and, and awakening state, and I just still half asleep, I grab my phone and I turn on the recorder and I verbally recorded whatever I remembered. So that was even a quicker method than say grabbing a piece of paper and a pen and writing because I would need to be more more fully awakened. But I found that using just a recorder and recording in a you know like fuzzy <laughs> way 
anything that I remembered actually was helpful. What what do you think of this method? Yes, uh, it can work. A lot of people use it. Uh, I don't like the idea to having the the cell phone beside me, you know, during the night. And then also don't like the idea to the first thing you do when you wake up is to connect with the cell phone and you know okay. the lights, the the blue light, and also because uh, once you start to train this you know this way of remember you're gonna see that uh with time not much but you start to remember a lot of dreams without any effort okay in my good days i i remember sometimes 10 dreams in the night you know because the training yeah sometimes more than that one night you one night sometimes remember and we have a lot of much more dreams than 10 during the night but because i have been training you know so we get you get to uh, accustomed to to remember, so it's a, a good exercise. So I would prefer the analogic. Uh, I'm very tech, but in this situation, I would prefer the analogic way to writing down. Okay, you know? okay, yeah, good. Yes. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Let's take it to the next level. Can we use dreams to manifest a new reality? Explain a little bit. What do you mean about a new reality? Okay. Can we use our dreams to manifest changes in the quantum field and in our life, just like we use our thoughts? Well, we don't use it. It just happens. (laughs) It's a fact of life. Just like our thoughts, emotions, and intentions manifest a new reality for us or or specific changes, different futures for us. Can we use consciously our dreams or our dream work for the same purpose? I believe so. More than I believe, uh, there is some research about that, about uh, the field of learning. They realize that the people who uh, study a subject before they sleep, then go to sleep and then uh, dream about the content of the subject get much better than all the other students that didn't dream about the content. So uh, so it's because we are integrating uh, memories, so uh, the dreams, they help us uh, in this process. It's a way to change our reality, you know? Because I dreamed about the subject, I get better than you in the, in the, exam, the final exam. This is an example. But I would, uh, I would use another example also. Uh, I, I develop, a, 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 let's say, a technology or it's an, a meditation because, as I said before, the dreams, they reflect our inner world, you know? So the dreams act as a uh, mirror that reflect ourselves. In this meditation, in this technique, what we do, we come back to the image of the dream, you know, and then we change, as, as we change the script of a movie, as a movie director, we go there to the image, you know, and then we move, for example, the final, uh, the ending of the dream. So we move some characters, we change dialogues, you know, we, we change the content of the dream in our meditation. In the meditation, uh, right. Exactly. Okay. Then it works in a reverse process. So I have a personal, for example, I have a personal uh, behavior pattern. Mm-hmm. This behavior pattern is projected and appears in a dream. For example, I am eating a lot, for example. Okay, in the dream. Okay, then we wake up, remember the dream. And then we do this technique, you know, uh, we uh, this meditation. We come back in the dream. Okay. There is a specific way to do There is a protocol to do this meditation. But in general, we come back in that dream where you are eating too much. And then you change this, this move, you know, you change the scene. No, you are not eating too much. We're gonna st- when you're going to start to eat, you know, you realize, no, actually, I prefer instead of eating sugar, I would prefer to eat an apple. So instead of eating a lot, 
I prefer to, before I'm gonna make, uh, take a walk. So you change, you know, the, the script of the movie. Why? Yeah. Because yeah. you are, you know, in the reverse process, in psychological reverse process, through the dream, you are changing the pattern that is projecting the dream. How? Changing the dream. So you act, you know, in a reverse way. Cha to change your own pattern, you change the image and change your pattern. Yes. Yes, yes, and I can relate to that. But I would like to take it even one step higher to the next level. <laughs> Let's go. I, I, I like being challenging. <laughs> challenging. I like pushing the boundaries. What about lucid dreams? And um, so I would ask you to explain what is a lucid dream. And in your explanation, could you address the same question that I've just asked, can we change something in our life, in our psyche, in our reality by actively changing something in a lucid dream, for example? So it's not in a meditation working with a dream, but it's in a dream itself. Could you talk to this, please? Exactly. It's your, your question is very good because the lucid dreaming, this meditation I, I mentioned before, it's actually, it's a, a kind of training to have lucid dreams. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, also you start to train to always to come back to your dreams. And then you are, you know, you are wake up there and change things. It's a training to have lucid dreams. Lucid dreams is actually that when you are dreaming and then, you know, you just know that I know this is a dream. You are okay. aware that you are in the dream state. In a dream, yeah. This is mm -hmm. the first stage to become aware of the dream state. Then there is then the second stage is what you do once you become aware. <laughs> okay, okay, I am aware. And then now, what I do. So uh, people usually, uh, I have a client this week who, who told me, oh, I wanted to have loose dreams because I want to fly. So this is the usual thing that we do when we get awake in lucid in the dream we you know it's a universal human desire to fly so mm -hmm. we we fly in the dreams but then we can go beyond as you said push the boundaries uh, i i myself have been researching uh being lucid and uh inside the lucid state okay being lucid in the dreams uh practicing healing okay so I, I've been practicing healing in myself and uh, researching what would be the effects of, you know, projecting healing to people that need or even to the world. So I, I've been researching, uh, being in the lucid state and then acting in this uh, level of consciousness, you know, to improve the world, you know, uh, you know uh, mm. in this situation specifically healing. And did it, you know, did it work? people to help. Did it work? I, I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know because it's a very recent research I've been doing. I believe it will work in some way, but I do not have proof to say that, oh, okay, if you do that in, you know, in lucid dream, it works. But when I, you know, and I consider the, uh, the experience being lucid and the effects and the, uh, because they realize that when we are in the lucid state uh, in dreams, we have a lot of, they call the gamma waves in the, in the brain. G gamma, gamma wave, it's a very powerful wave, you know, in our brain. It's usually found in, you know, Buddhist monks uh, who meditate all life long. So it's a very powerful state of consciousness. I believe it's, it's possible, technically speaking, it's possible to heal ourselves and even the others uh from the lucid state but i do not have proof of that mm. so you're still working on it well it's a fascinating area of research so i 
I hope that uh, you'll be getting some really good results and you write another book about it and tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we are losing dreams, we are mm. playing God because we can manifest everything. So we can change the scenery, we can change the characters in the dreams, you can change the mood, you can change everything when you are losing the dream. So you can create a new universe inside your dream. So it's so powerful, this yeah, state, yeah. you know, because uh, it's, it's, I believe it's possible to heal yeah. our, at least yes, ourselves. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you um, about a dream I had that many years ago, and it was a lucid dream. It, it was funny in some way in that I, it was very short, or I remembered just a fragment of it. I dreamed that I was at home and I was in the middle of the war. So there were, you know, planes bombing the area. And I knew that I was, that this was the Second World War. And I knew that this was a dream. And I decided in the dream, well, I don't want to experience this war. So I want to wake up. So in order for me to wake up from this dream, I need to go to sleep in this dream. So I lay down on the ground to fall asleep, to wake up in another reality. It was, it was so funny, but it worked. The moment I went to sleep, as it were, in the dream, wanting to wake up elsewhere, I did. I woke up you know, in my bed and, and I knew it was a dream, but the sensation and the knowing that it was just a dream yes. was quite strong, but that I, I thought, okay, so how do I get out of it? Well, I need to fall asleep to, <laughs> to wake up on the other side of it. Yeah. And it worked. So, so Anna, imagine now, in this example, mm -hmm. you, you brought a very interesting dream. Uh, imagine that uh, you could, in the this, this same dream, say to yourself, no, I, I want to stop this <laughs> war. <laughs> I, I want, yeah. you know, then I will, you know, do something <laughs> like send a wave of energy that every everybody is <laughs> gonna get enlightened instantaneously, you know. So everybody we start to hug each other, and then we, we you know, for this we can do this kind of this is the training, you know, because we can reverse intense, very violent mm -hmm. situations uh, and yeah. change it completely, yeah. change the script. So what if then, if I did that, if I stopped the war in my dream and I woke up and, well, there was never the Second World War. There was, there's nothing in the history <laughs> which yeah. would mean that, that I would wake up in another reality, in a perhaps parallel universe, because as we know, there are parallel universes and and the, the many timelines with with and without certain events or experiences. But that's a very interesting concept to work with. And also, I would say, because the dreams, they are very, so interesting, they're so magical. This is the reason why I like so much to work with them. Because the dream, uh, they can have many different uh, meanings at the same time. So the, comp the actual content of the dream could be literal, Sometimes you have dreams that are very literal about the person who is there, the situation. And sometimes, many times, most of them, they are uh, sim symbolic. And sometimes they are both together. So sometimes they refer to our internal situation. And sometimes, like in the precognitive dreams, they are referring to an external situation. So let's take this example. Uh, at least if you have did that, you know, let's say, uh, you just send a wave of peace and the, the end war just finished. Mm -hmm. Could mean in the real world that you, as you said, maybe you wake up in another dimension, parallel universe, or even if you wake up in this dimension, in this world, uh, could mean also at the same time that you uh, create peace inside an internal war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. in yourself because the dream could represent both situations could be a memory of the external world war or could be referring 
to an internal war that was playing inside yourself. So when you pacify your internal war, this war in the dream, you were pacifying the war inside yourself. Would you like to learn how to meditate in theta, the optimum frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, I have created an instructional theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive theta state throughout your meditation and will give you the important background information about theta meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Okay, Fabio, now I would like to move on to your broader work. Could you tell us, please, what is psychosynthesis, which you mentioned a few times already, and holosynthesis, that which is your core work, as I understand? Could you talk to this for us, please? Okay, for sure. So psychosynthesis is a psycho-spiritual approach uh, developed by a, a genius guy, an Italian guy called Roberto Sagioli in 1910. So psychosynthesis is a psychology has more than a hundred years. And this is my, my baseline. You know? I am, my, my, my graduation in psychology was based on psychosynthesis. As a therapist, this is the base of my work. I like very much psychosynthesis because it's an approach that integrates you know, uh, the psychological aspects of uh, humans and also the spiritual aspect of humans, you know. So as as you already realized, I like to to synthesize. I like to integrate knowledge and for all the perspectives, you know, because I believe we we go beyond that. So holosynthesis is the result of me working for many years with psychosynthesis, and then I start to integrate you know, uh, more information from science, for neuroscience, for quantum physics, from everything that I've learned, uh, I've brought and start to integrate in psychosynthesis and then holosynthesis emerge. So what is holosynthesis? Holosynthesis, you know, as uh, the word says, is a synthesis of everything, but uh, mostly is a synthesis of uh, everything inside us. You know, holosynthesis is approach for human development. It's an integral ap- approach. It's a multi-dimensional approach. It's a systemic approach. So it, holosynthesis is the way I see ourselves. I see the world. I see the development, you know, considering all these dimensions, considering uh, our wellness and considering, uh, you know, all the the contents that manifests in, in these many different dimensions in a systemic way. So it's a way to see the world as a totality, as a unity, as a, you know, a interconnected, as, you know, as entangled uh, world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the word holosynthesis, is it linked to or comes from hologram? Or the concept of hologram, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Holosynthesis, it's a neologism. You know, uh, I created, uh, actually, I received uh, when I start to, to, to write my first book that calls Holoplex. So Holoplex uh, is the book where I introduced holosynthesis. Okay. And it is for sure, is connected with this holographic perspective uh, of the world, of the universe, of the human being. So it's pretty much connected with the idea of the, the concept of the hologram and the fractals also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you give us a practical example of how you 
utilize this concept in your work with clients? Okay, so in in our work, uh, I uh, we integrate many different techniques, many different methods, you know, from different sources. Okay, so uh, one application of holosynthesis, for example, is we are talking about dreams. Is about the uh, the perspective we have about dreams because I see. Uh, ultimately, I see the dream as a hologram. What does it mean, seeing the dream as a hologram? Meaning that the hologram, always each part, each small fragment of the hologram, contains the register of our wholeness. The whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. The hollow. So if I see the dream as a hologram, this means that if I work in this dream, this dream contains, you know, all the information about myself. So imagine that that each dream manifests our totality, energetically speaking. So when we work in the our in the dreams with this perspective, you know, we are actually working and seeing ourselves as a world, as a totality. Mm. So the dream it's a small hologram of our totality. So you use uh, in the holosynthesis perspective three lenses to look at the world, to look ourselves, because ultimately holosynthesis is a way uh, to pe- how we perceive reality, how we perceive ourselves, how ourselves, how we perceive life. Mm-hmm. So the first lenses, the first lens is the word holo. So there is the word and some neologisms like holoplex. So a holo always bring us uh, to see things in a larger picture. So try to amplify your perspective and look to, you know, holiness, more role than you used to see. So amplify your perspective, okay? The other lens we use are also encrypted in a word is the hyper. Hyper is, and we use this word in many different words, like hyper, uh, uh, instead of multi-dimensional, I use hyper dimension. Why? Hyper means look to things in multiple dimensions at the same time. Because reality is not only multi-dimensional, it's multi-dimensionally, simultaneously. At the same time, so when you apply these words, this lengthy, I hyper, you are seeing the, the, your life, yourself, you know, the world through the totality connected with the word holo and the multidimensionality simultaneously uh, expressed and perceived, connected and encrypted in the word hyper. And then there is the third lens, which is the word seen like synchrony, like uh, syntropy, like synchrony. So the word sin, it's also a code. And as in the meaning of this code uh, is also connected the way we see things. When we apply this word, this lensing, we are seeing reality as a totality, which has many different layers that are expressed, manifest at the same time, and they are also all connected and dancing together, like a symphony. All the instrument, all the musician, musicians, they are playing everything together. So holosynthesis is coded uh, in these three different codes in three different lenses that help us to uh, see reality in a broader perspective. You know the. This is the the, the main uh, of holosynthesis, uh, equalizing our perception in order for us to see reality closer to the truth. Don't use you know small lenses. Let's use lenses that amplify our perspective and in order for us to get closer to reality. Yeah. So amplify and combine everything together and look at things holistically as opposed to fragmentally. Beautiful. It's a perfect synthesis. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, Fabio, thank you for explaining this. 
Now, before this recording, in our earlier conversation, we talked about the future of dream work, and we came up with all sorts of fascinating, <laughs> fascinating scenarios. What do you think is the future of dream work in terms of the the um, technologies, in terms of any advances in science or spirituality? If we were to project our minds into the future as far as we can go without any limitations, if you like, of the physics or, or, or the science or anything, what do you think is the future of dream work? Or could it no. be the future of dream work? Very good question. Uh, you know, when I was 21 years old, I wrote my first book. And I, I didn't publish this book uh, because I don't know why. Maybe I, I published one day. And the name of the, the book is Dreamware. Dreamware, like software and hardware, then you have the Dreamware. The Dreamware was the equipment where you could uh, project your dreams in a virtual reality set. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, after some time, I realized that uh, the very famous uh, uh, you, uh, movie director, Vin Vendors, in, in his uh, beautiful movie called Until the End of the World, he had the same idea and he developed, uh, you know, a set, a technology that you could see your dreams, like in the... In the so it's like a visor. Like, like a, a visor, visor exactly. Connected to your brain that would project yes. your dream. Okay. Exactly. Ah. I realized that Vin Vendors had the same idea. And then I'm curious about that. I realized that Vin Vendors was born in the same day as me. So just a curiosity. Okay, so how I see the future of dream work, I see exactly as I, I uh, intuitively received uh, in this first book, you know, uh, the merge with technology. It's, I, I believe in the next five to 10 years, we're gonna develop uh, some gadgets. The technology is already ready to do that, you know, gadgets where you can uh, see your dreams projected, you know, like in a virtual reality yeah. set. So we are very close to that. There are some research about that. They, they, they are, we are learning uh, to read our brain waves and through the reading of brain waves, we can uh, simulate the images that were there, it's a very interesting mm. uh, research. So things like that. And even the possibility of uh, ch chips implement, mm -hmm. you know, chips that you put in your brain to, you know, collect data. Record and the then dreams. Record the dreams and then you project in, in your TV or set or in your cell phone or in your <laughs> virtual reality glasses. Uh, well, it would be wonderful because then, we wouldn't have to worry about remembering our dreams because, <laughs> you know, we wake up, we don't remember, but we then plug in this visor or this chip and we can yes. watch what we have dreamt about last night. And more than watch, we can interact. In the virtual reality, you can interact with the content. But anyway, yes, I'm definitely looking forward to the day when I can <laughs> yes. get my own dream visor, my dream wear and... And, uh, and and start working with my dreams consciously in this respect. It's not so far. You, you're going to see it. You're going to see yes. it in this lifetime, yeah, a few, for sure. Few, few more years. Yes. Yeah, a few more years, yes. yes. Well, Fabio, this has been a really fascinating conversation and very enlightening. Thank you so much. And once again, I do encourage our listeners who are interested in this topic to get hold of your book and read it because it opens a not just one, but many new dimensions of dreams and dreaming that many people most likely have not even thought about. Because when we talk about dreams, we are focused on interpreting dreams, either symbolically or literally. But there is so much more to dreams and dreaming that it just beyond our wildest imagination so yes i do recommend your book and, and your other books as well and i will include in the show notes the links where people can contact you and purchase your books 
So thank you. And my last question is, what would be your final takeaway, your final message or the key takeaway, your final message for our audience from this conversation? I would say that the dreams are like our friends. They are our friends. They always act in a way to help us to know each other better, to heal ourselves, and to evolve in life. So uh, as a good friend, you know, as a good mentor, or even a good therapist, uh, it's very important for us to invest and, you know, uh, invest in this relationship and take care of this relationship as we take care when we like a friend, you know, because we is going to be the, the, the beneficiary of this relationship, you know, this friendship. So the dreams are our friends. So take care of this very good friend because they are at our side. Beautiful. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. And thank you for your beautiful presence on Quantum Living. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. It was a pleasure for me too. Thank you for the invitation. And have a good night and good dreams. See you <laughs> okay. in the dream world. We keep the conversation <laughs> in the dream world, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. We, we will continue in our this conversation, our dreams. Thank you so much, Fabio. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Namaste. That's all for today, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please post a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to it and lift the spirit across the world and the universe. For the show notes and contact details, please go to my Quantum Living Podcast on podpage.com. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, be well.